This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, the co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a couple things before we get started. First off, the darkest hour a comedy show I co-produce with Josh Denny of the Darkest Hour podcast on this network and Ginormous Food on the Travel Channel and so many other things. That show is back this month, Friday, November 10th at Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. I'll be headlining. Come out, stay up late, come see me tell jokes. Also, we're going to be doing a live monthly podcast every month at the Hollywood Hotel the last Saturday of the month, the next one is in November. The one we just did in October was fantastic. We'll be releasing that episode soon. But in the meantime, come out and see us every month at the Hollywood Hotel. And one last thing, we have a new sponsor, Studio Headphones. Yes, just like the Phil Collins song, they sent a bunch of the hosts pairs of these headphones recently, and they're fantastic. I use them to watch movies at night so I don't wake up everyone else in my apartment, and they sound great. If you want to check them out for yourself, visit studiosweden.com. That's S-U-D-I-O, Sweden. If you don't know how to spell Sweden by now, man, I don't know what to tell you. studiosweden.com. If you decide to buy a pair, enter promo code UNPOPULAR15 at checkout, and you'll get 15% off. That's a chunk of money you can do something with. Anyway... Enjoy the show. We love you. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he is back from hiatus that was induced by having his tooth pulled, and it still kind of hurts. Uh, so we're lucky he's back today. Ladies and gentlemen, he's my co-host, Jeff May. Also joining me, he is one half of the duo that hosts the Mean Boys podcast, and if you were at our live podcast the other night, you saw him tell jokes at that motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, he's one of my favorite comics and one of my favorite people, Keith Carey. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular uh, Opinion. Uh, hi, Unpopular. Why are you talking that way, Jeff? Uh, yeah. to, we go I'm going to need this to end immediately. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's bad. It's yeah. Bad. I don't bad. care you for don't, it. It's bad and people why? don't like it. Why is it bad, Keith? I, I don't feel like I have to explain it. I'm <laughs> trying to explain why a sunset is beautiful. It simply is. No, yeah. that's, not, that's not right. <laughs> oh, okay, good point. <laughs> Keith, you're wrong. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. Mostly because then I would have to hear you speak more. So that's oh. Jeff May, obviously. There it is. Get, uh, or a Muppet. Get... Oh, whoa, what are you, some oh, kind hey. of Muppet or something? Hey. Oh. oh, is this the mean men? Oh, <laughs> hey, you just got mean men. Ah, oh, goddammit. Hey, look at us. We're mean men. No. <laughs> oh. Keith Carey's here. Hey. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty going thrilled good. about it. <laughs> it's going good, man. Keith was also on the he was on the comedy half of the live podcast we yeah. just did, which yeah. was a lot of fun. That was a uh, that was a heck of an adventure, that we, show. We it dropped was... a Christmas podcast on people at a Halloween party. Yeah, and what's everybody this? seemed What's this? <laughs> <laughs> everybody seemed very confused. <laughs> I was fine That's with fine. it. I there was, was a... stoked because I was just like, oh, we're just gonna do all the holidays at once. This is the best <laughs> night ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. But yeah, we're doing those again uh, last Saturday of every month at the Hollywood Hotel. I love oh, that. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we're going to do live. I love the Hollywood Hotel because even if you have just 10 people in the room, 
That's all yeah. you need. And well, you know what's great is it's a very shining room. Like you go, oh yeah, it's creepy. Oh, this is the bar from The Shining. Yeah, okay, I'm for sure gonna it. kill a kid. And yeah, the bartender. Yeah, you have to say the N word for some reason. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that scene, right? It's so weird. You have to go to a really remote corner of the basement of the Hollywood Hotel. Yeah, it's like that. Like that. Like you walking to our live podcast is like that surveillance video of the girl in Chicago who just walked into the freezer, a hotel and freezer, and died. Yeah, the last like step on the directions is get lost. Like <laughs> exactly. All right. So anyway, that's happening. That was a plug yeah, up top. So, Jeff, how have you been? Oh, you know, it's been a real roller coaster. How's your tooth? Is it getting better? Because I am concerned about it. Let me know about your it's tooth. It's been an up and down. Uh, yeah, you know, down. the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes. I, the clock got right. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in my life. I thought I had to go to the ER. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. I almost had to bail on the podcast. <laughs> and that's why we call this segment This Week in Me, because I, I assume I've just been up to the coolest shit since then and had the most life traumas. And I've lost six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, how big of a tooth was it? <laughs> I lost six pounds so far. It's really kind of unnerving. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I you did just... notice when you were getting in the elevator, you look... Very slim. I, I can't eat and I can't work out. So, like, I'm just losing massive amounts of weight. You can't work weight. out? Was the tooth in your leg? No, yeah. but if you stress yourself in any way, you can pop that clot. Yeah, uh, I got a tooth pulled earlier this year, and they were like, yeah, just fucking lay down and take Vicodin. Did for they four tell days. you not to go to the gym? <laughs> <laughs> they told me not to go to work, and I was like, jokes on you. I am hilariously unemployed. <laughs> Pop that clot's my favorite two live crew song. Right? <laughs> pop that clot. No, but it was weird because. That clot! What happened was I bit my tongue uh-huh. in the car on Saturday night, and I just all of a sudden felt like that coppery taste in my mouth. Yeah. But I bit my tongue out of like a like a rage bite where I went like like that. Yeah. It stressed out the area so much that it popped the clot just very simply. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my I just had blood in my mouth. Can we talk about this rage bite a little more? How did that work? Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you get mad at something and you're like, yeah, or something like that. Nope. No, I do that. I yeah. Do like, that. Well, yeah. I, 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 I always here. did that as a kid where I would just yeah. I'd like bite down on my tongue, like out of like, Arr. yeah. And uh, and it, it stressed out that gum area so right. much that it like kind of pushed the clot out. And so I thought I was going to have to go to the ER because they say like a fucking a, a, an exposed, a dry socket is like terribly painful. Yeah. But I had an already like established half a clot below it so there was no visible bone but you can see my tooth in here yeah like you can oh, see God. my other teeth the ones on yeah the be side. careful man because that's yeah. Uh, yeah dry socket is supposed to be like no yeah well, I, they like, told me when they pulled mine they're like yeah don't smoke at all because you will get dry socket and i immediately smoked and was fine i googled yeah, i was too i googled I like things about dry socket and like the first thing they told they're me was like it's the most painful thing in the world I bet. Because yeah, like imagine have, giving birth to knives with your face. You have like, exposed bone. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Your jawbone just becomes exposed. Ugh, yeah. And they're like, and there's nothing you can do about it but take painkillers and wait. Yeah. So now I basically am back to sort of square two Yeah. with this thing. And just kind of lay low. More like man. square tooth. Oh! oh hey! hey, hey. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. But so now I just like, I can only eat like, uh, I mean... To be fair, eggs, which I've been doing that anyway. Yeah. But like I have to eat them like a pelican. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta just, well, just chew with <laughs> the side of your head. Well, I tried to do that. Yeah. But like any sort of particles start moving around. Oh. It becomes See, a problem. I assume was... there was just another budding dental emergency oh, on the other side. Oh, gnarly. <laughs> yeah. That one's, this one's from a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. So I was right. <laughs> my tooth on this side was like fucked up for so long that I literally had just been chewing with this side of my head for a year. So I was like well trained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's my my. I always take I take year long turns on what side to chew <laughs> in my mouth with. Yeah. So clearly, we're talking about dry socket today on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's <laughs> thing. It's no, that thing. is crazy. I hope it clears up soon. Yeah. Hey, everybody! Happy Indictments Week. What? Yes. Yay! Every time I hear about somebody getting like arrested for all this shit, I just imagine the cops from Hot Fuzz running into the White House. I don't know why, <laughs> but I can't shake it. Just everybody's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. My favorite gag about hot fuzz is that they keep they just keep the racking guns. the shotgun yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were two indictments handed down this week paul manafort and what's the other guy's name oh uh, papadopoulos Bob, pa- yeah george uh, papadopoulos mr papadopoulos mr. <laughs> please papadopoulos was my father call me <laughs> <Dopolis>. <laughs> <laughs> call me son adopoulos 
Sonidopolis. So that happened. And even better, a guy named Steve Riley tweeted today that uh, this is from the U.S. District Court for D.C. They have four sealed cases in their docket with case numbers between Papadopoulos and Manafort's. So who are those? Oh, it's like a it's like a game show. Yeah. Yeah. My, Do you pick the E in wheel to see what you win? It's like, <laughs> oh, Don Jr., how exciting is that? Yeah, my, my money is on Flynn, Kushner, Ivanka, and as a long shot, Roger Stone. You think Ivanka? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Don Jr. got in there a lot. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I feel like about they that almost kept Ivanka clean, face. and that's why they kind of were pushing her as like the face a little bit, you know? Yeah. But it I could thought be because of her surgically altered face. Well, that too. But Did you ever like... see her her teenage pictures? No, she had like this <laughs> terrible overbite. It was fantastic, like the pre-surgery Ivanka pictures. No, I'm oh, not. It's, it's, it's I'm intrigued. Stuff. It's it's just interesting to see like how much surgery has clearly been done. I'm intrigued, but I also don't want to Google the phrase "teenage Ivanka Trump." I feel like I'm getting <laughs> put on a lot of lists. It's like a Google fill-in. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's not better. That just means a lot of people are monsters. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not a pervert. I just want to mock a child. (laughs) Well, there is also, though, a thing where I think there's some dispute about her age and about whether she's honest about how old she is. So it might be people Googling that. Oh, okay. But that's neither here nor there. We're barely talking about the indictments because they just happened and not a lot has happened in relation to them. What we're talking about more today is fake news. Fake news. Fake news and how it starts and kind of the, the genesis of it, because there's there's a really interesting story behind where it comes from. You're really bummed Chet's not on here to make a genesis <laughs> reference. <laughs> Are well, you? Are you really bummed there's no more Phil Collins talk? Well, we have that headphone sponsorship now, and the, those headphones are named after a genesis song. So that's... <laughs> I try and forget that every day when I put them on. <laughs> that's all. You don't like? You don't like uh, Genesis? You don't like Genesis? They were, no, I but I love studio really headphones because they like, sponsor me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Genesis a lot. Put in code word the Monday show. <laughs> put in yeah. code word mean boys, goddammit. Oh, oh, Monday 15. What are you going to buy these fucking headphones or something? Yeah, oh. what are you? Hey, I'm doing your thing, even though it's a mockery of my thing. <laughs> Our show is nuanced and complex, and you're being a dick about it. <laughs> Over here. Hey, oh, my oh. opinions are so unpopular. Oh, Oh, it's hot being white and moderately attractive. Oh, I'm super attractive. Hey, calm down, skinny. <laughs> Aww, I've calm down, no tooth, Joe. <laughs> One thing I do want to point out about the indictments is that they came out at a really weird time, at least I think, because they came out at the exact same time we were in front of Congress, specifically Mattis and Tillerson were in front of Congress lobbying them to expand the war authority that we issued after 9-11, which covers fighting ISIS in the Middle East. They want to expand that to include military action in Africa now, which is what we talked about on last week's podcast was how we would be at war with Africa soon. Ah, shit. So under the cover of all of these... I don't know, you've been outside. We've been at war with Africa for a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. With the indictments happening and the Kevin Spacey thing, no one fucking paid attention to that. So but, Kevin Spacey yeah. and the indictments both came out at poor times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In several, several ways. That was pretty good. Yeah, Kevin Spacey really fell on that sword, the distraction sword. Huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, what do we do? Really uh, Spacey, gay pedophile, go. Yeah. What? Oh, man. What? Oh, man. Rats. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I have a whole conspiracy theory brewing about that, too, but that's for another episode. Oh, is, it, back, back. is it a conspiracy that he wanted to have sex with young men? That's part of it, for sure. (laughs) I feel like that's a really big part of it. That is absolutely part of it. So let's talk about fake news. We're especially talking about the Internet Research Agency, which is a thing with all the fake news talk. I still hadn't heard much about them. There just is not any good IRAs out there, are there? There really isn't. Well, what was the real estate one? There was an IRA that Uh, was a real estate. Something Roth account or something like that? Oh, yeah, Roth IRA. heard that. Yeah, but there's also a – no, that was ERA. So, yeah, all IRAs it's are bad. on average. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. It's funny. It's like they ran out of acronyms. Yeah. Yeah, this one's boring. And no one calls them the IRA, probably because it's super confusing. Yeah, it's not great branding. No, definitely not. But the Internet Research Agency is the fake news company that was instrumental in influencing our election. So we're going to talk about that today and kind of how it started. Can't call them the IRA because it's all the weird Cyrillic letters. 
<laughs> they're like, yeah. it's sword with a circle around it. <laughs> yeah, it's Weird like, omega thing with a star. Yeah, it's the backwards P fucked up Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then a three that is also a question mark. <laughs> oh, Russian's right. Stupid. Yeah. I'm glad you're going to kill us all, Russia. <laughs> so all of the, the, the rise in fake news as it's distributed now... Because it, propaganda has always been a thing right. on every side. Every fucking country engages in propaganda in some way. But it really started in Russia in 2011 because all of these anti-government protests popped up. The pussy riots, we like uh, to call them. Yeah, it, I th- that was part of it. There yeah. was a lot of unhappiness with the government of Russia around 2011. And the way those protests were organized was on Facebook and LiveJournal, which is still huge in Russia. Huge. That makes sense. Yeah. but It's a very, very Tolstoy kind of website to have. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they get their hands on Zanga? It's, a very, <laughs> it's like Dostoevsky typing out a huge live page yeah, in LiveJournal entry. <laughs> War and Peace, four likes. <laughs> so what happened after that, Russia obviously was like, hey, fuck this. We need to crack down on the internet. But they did a few things. The first thing they did was this guy named Volodin. That's his last name. I'm not fucking with that <laughs> first name. Vyacheslav. Vyacheslav Volodin. Listen to old fucking Kami over here right. nailing the... You lose the tooth, all of a sudden you speak Russian. <laughs> taught Russian history for like a... No! Wow. Actually, part of my major, my Ooh. history major, was I, I studied Ooh. the entirety of... Russian oh, did you have history. to read books oh, to do that? Oh, those things so, about oh, a place wow. that's not here. It's several. Several books. Yes. Oh, neat! It's it's actually quite. I suppose you yeah. coached soccer too. Yeah, coached you were probably like oh, a you're positive so... influence. In oh, young you're lives. so European. <laughs> I, wore a, I wore a scarf. I wore a scarf. <laughs> so after they they hire this guy, or he becomes the the deputy head of Putin's administration. One of the first things he did is installed a custom computer terminal in his office and used it to run a system called Prism. That the picture I have of that is that scene in The Dark Knight when he has all the computer monitors in the <laughs> yeah. room. He's like, I'm using it as a sonar. See, I, I just want you to know that the, every time we're talking about Prism during this, I'm just imagining the villain from the end of Tron. Just the, oh. the big orange computer triangle, the CPU. Because I'm thinking of the Katy Perry album usually. <laughs> You have that T-shirt. <laughs> More I like jism, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that that happened. <laughs> so the thing about Prism, it is this program allowed him to monitor public sentiment from sixty million different sources. Whoa! According to Prism's website, the, this is a program that actively tracks the social media activities that result in increased social tension disorderly conduct, protest protest sentiments, and extremism. That was on their website? That's on That's the, like on their About Us. That's <laughs> like on the, the menu. The company that created the Prism software. Wow. It's on their website. They're like we made Big Brother. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and that sounds super scary and it's like, oh, Russia's such a surveillance state. We use it here too. It's I mean Prism. When, when you say we use it here, is the government using it? Yeah, yeah. It's a government surveillance program that's used in the United States also. I have some tweets to delete. <laughs> sometimes yeah, you make it's... a joke about killing the president and then you realize, <laughs> oh no, they're watching. They fucking are watching. Yeah. It's really creepy. You gotta word them correctly in order yeah. To... yeah, well yeah, they're usually hey, somebody else kill the president and I'll send you a t shirt. That's a lot of boils down. I'm not encouraging murder, I'm just saying if you want a shirt, you can either give me ten dollars or <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Prism. <laughs> what up? Wherever those satellites are. Remember when I said Jism earlier? I met you. <laughs> so they installed that. That was their first order of business. And then they took a lot of measures to actually crack down on the Internet. They passed laws that required bloggers to register with the state. You know. You know how because you're such a respected member of a community that you have to yeah. register. Oh, with totally. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, anytime anyone has to register with the state. As a I, blog? Yeah. Imagine that, that the only person that cares that you have a blog is the government. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this is a total, like, quick side tangent, but about, like, the whole like, registering with thing and how that's never good. I uh, I saw a thing about the census and how, like, they took all the LGBT stuff off and people were like, why can't we do that? I'm like, do you really want the government to have a list of where we all live? Like... <laughs> Yeah. Is that good for anybody? Well, that's why I don't go out of my way to get 
blocked by Trump on Twitter. It's like, yeah. I don't want to be on any of Trump's lists. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't want that personality putting me on lists. Yeah, this makes me want to get off the grid completely. <laughs> exactly. Um, so some of the other things they did, uh, along with the requiring bloggers to register, they had a blacklist that allowed the government to censor websites without a court order, and also internet platforms like Yandex, which is whatever bullshit Soviet website they're using for stuff, and uh, the Contacte, which is their version of Facebook. I like how we use social pressure to have the websites removed. Right. Like, like where it's like GoDaddy will just be like, all right, we'll take down this white power yeah. website. Not <laughs> yeah. The government doesn't need to get it because there's too many people complaining about it on the Internet. Yeah. yeah we yeah. turned whining into the fist. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they also began paying fitness bloggers to place pro-Kremlin material among innocuous posts does about see- shoes and diets. That does not seem like it was a very difficult thing to do. Fitness bloggers are not a, uh, not a, lot of a rigid a rigid and strong. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be honest. If they came to me in 2K14 and were like, hey, what if we give you a little cash for some pro-Kremlin talk on your website? I'd be like, no one cares about Russia anymore. Sure. <laughs> Welcome to Red Popular Opinion. <laughs> Welcome to the only opinion. <laughs> the, the opinion. Turns out uh, the entire government of Russia is a $1,000 Patreon donator, and they now They're get to They're only miss- giving you $1,000. <laughs> and we're still like, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah that's we'll fine. Take that. <laughs> I got bills, man. <laughs> and Putin's still just like, oh, let's can talk we, about how can we do 900. <laughs> let's talk about how Ukraine sucks. I'm into it. <laughs> More like Boo Crane. <laughs> <laughs> The air horn becomes the death knell of democracy. <laughs> I love it. So the last thing you hear is the Howard Dean scream. It's the oxygen <laughs> leaves your lungs. Oh, so anyway, let's talk about the Internet Research Agency. Yeah, let's do that. They are the eventual culmination of Russia's efforts to control the Internet. And it's – were you going to say something? No, well, I was going to liken this to it sort of is like in Korea when you have those video game mining companies. Oh, where you yeah. have like you'd hire some guy to play World of Warcraft and just get you levels yeah. and points and it would like they'd make, you know, twenty five dollars an hour or thirty dollars an hour to just to play video games all right, day. Yeah, it was it's, like yeah. it's kinda like that. You'd get these people that would just go slump down in a on a computer and just just fucking hammer shit out. Yeah. Like, like that's it, it comes out very similar to that when I was reading that. That's the that's what I likened it to. Yeah. Yeah, it is it's really similar to that because this is like, this seems like such a coordinated effort by really intelligent people, but these are all just a bunch of bullshit low-level employees who responded to, like, a fucking Craigslist ad. Yeah. This and is for sure a job I would have, like, responded but, but to. But it's like... Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah like, like, the pay is very attractive. Yeah. It was... The company was founded in 2013, and they engage in online influence operations on behalf of the Russian government. Their office at one point was located in Olgino, a historical district of St. Petersburg, not the one in Florida. The common nickname of this group. Up. Yeah, they, they, they make it course. in Russian St. Petersburg, and then it's believed in Florida. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> common nickname for this group, the Trolls from Olgino. That's a cool name. Yeah. I don't mind that. I, I'd watch that movie. Here's one of their job postings. Jeff, do you want to read this in Russian? Internet operators wanted. Job at chic office in Yolkino. Street Straya Dervinia. <laughs> Salary, 25,960 ruble per month. U.S. dollar, 780 as of 2013. Tisk posting comments at profile sites in the internets. Writing thematic posts, blogs, social networks. <laughs> Reports via screenshots, individual schedule. Also attacking Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> Payment every week. 11.80 per shift from $8 to $16 from 10.30 to 18.30 from 14 to 22. Payments every week and free meals. <laughs> I like that they capitalized free meals. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, holy shit, it's Russia. We have food. Yeah. <laughs> Official blo- job placement uh, or according to contract, it will tuition possible. So that's actually like we hear seven hundred and eighty dollars a month and think, oh, that's that not, sounds great. That's that. Well, yeah, I mean, for <laughs> yeah. most of the comics I know, that's that's fantastic. Let's all go to Russia, <laughs> dude. Right, we would crush it in Russia. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional at first. <laughs> we would crush it. So, but the, <laughs> don't look at me like that, Jeff. <laughs> the thing is, seven hundred and eighty dollars a month in Russia puts that salary on par with a tenured university professor Whew. in Russia. 
And you know how respected those are here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they do make decent cash. According to, there's a really great, I, I should go through that quick. The three articles that we mostly focused on, there's a New York Times article from 2015 called The Agency. There is a BuzzFeed article from 2015 called, or from 2016 called How Russia's Troll Army Hit America. And there's one on The Guardian called Facebook Russia Fake Accounts 126 Million. So go read those. Ooh. We'll link to them on our website. Fake too. accounts. Fake accounts. Fake. So they had, according to this BuzzFeed article, more than 600 employees work there. They work 12-hour shifts two days in a row. Then they would take a day off and then repeat that process until Trump is the president of the United States. And it worked, unfortunately. Jesus. Their main work was writing blogs on LiveJournal and Vokontakte. They were expected to post 10 articles per shift, with each one being at least 750 characters. That is a frenetic fucking writing pace That's for 12 750 hours. 750 characters is not a lot. Yeah, but still. I could bang that out in like four hours. I mean, I could bang it out, and sure. I but doubt it's... they have to do unique stories, too. There's probably like 12 stories. And they're not like, I don't think they have to be like super spell checked and stuff, too. Like, yeah, they're, well, they were told what they had to write about. Yeah, you put flag star plus sign instead of. <laughs> instead of <laughs> they also employed commenters who were required to post at least 126 comments per shift. How many of those do you think were just gay? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot. First. <laughs> Doing my job. First yeah. and gay. <laughs> First. <laughs> uh, in terms of talking points, their activities largely centered around three things. Criticism of Alexei Navalny, who is Putin's Putin's main op- opposition. Russian media calls him the man Putin fears the most. Damn, that would be. How's he still alive? I know yeah. that's a me- that actually gives me hope that I'll survive a few years in Trump's America <laughs> before I get poisoned or yeah. stabbed with a Suge Knight AIDS needle. They also focused on criticism of Ukraine and U.S. foreign policy and top politicians in both countries. And praise for the policies of the Russian Federation. So it's propaganda, basically. It yeah. was just propaganda. Yeah, so they just go on there and talk about, man, Russia's great it, now that Putin it was, yeah, it freed was, up all that space by getting rid of all the gay people. It, like, it was exactly. like, it's like giving your shitty uncle money for being himself. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. So let's talk about one of these users. This is profiled in the New York Times article. <laughs> I love this. His name is I Am Ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is his. So his name is not ass. His name is <laughs> I, I am, am ass. ass. <laughs> Amazing. He's a it's broken really, ass that's robot. The, that's the Russian version of Call Me Ishmael. <laughs> How, yeah, what does that tell you about our democracy? That it was partially subverted by a man whose screen name is I am ass. We deserve to die. Like, yeah, we, we all had this coming. We absolutely had this um, coming. And that's just the name of one of hundreds, probably thousands of these social media personas that were created by the Internet Research Agency. This sounds like a fun job. It like does. Oh, it sounds like a fantastic oh, I do, job. If I could just be I am ass and just write dumb blogs. I would do this for almost any country. I would do this now. Like, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. like not like Chechnya. I was literally or... going to use Chechnya <laughs> as my example. You do yeah, this for it's a ISIS. short list. <laughs> I would not do it for ISIS. <laughs> for like this money, if I got to hang out in an office with my boys, like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. None of this is mattering. None of what we're doing matters. Yeah. There can't be any possible negative results from this, you guys. <laughs> I am asses. <laughs> so, yeah, I am ass. He had a Twitter account, an Instagram account, and multiple Facebook accounts, and his own website. I like that. His avatar was a pair of cartoon butt cheeks with a smirking face on him. What do you want to bet it was that fucking... That face, like that anonymous face. Yeah, oh yeah, it was for sure the guy Fox mask. Yeah, over the fucking or, for, or like the, the shut up and dance face. Oh from yeah, from that oh, episode. Yeah. I bet it's that fucking guy. So he filled these accounts with. It was mostly just like links to news stories and such, but also vehement rage toward Obama. You know which you're in Russia, dude. Tone it down a little. Well, I guess. It, 
See, I forget about that. Like, we don't care about other people's politics, but everyone cares about yeah. ours well, because our politics we're awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do bad things well, around I, the world. I would imagine this dude's job was also to shit on Obama because if you're shitting on Obama, then you're weakening sort of like belief in the, the Democrats. And right. what better to shit on something than to ask? Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's all coming together. Oh. <laughs> So one of the posts that he put up linked to an article about an ISIS massacre, and this was his comment. (laughs) I'm scared and farting. (laughs) ISIS is a monster awakened by Obama when he unleashed this disastrous Iraq war. I'm going to use I'm scared and farting so much now. The only part of that that's true is that I guarantee you that dude was farting. Like, everything else is a lie. <laughs> I'm, like, really upset that he took my thing, you know? Like it's been my thing for years, and now all of a sudden this random Russian guy. <laughs> Flight or fart response. <laughs> it is funny how so many people believe Obama started the Iraq War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like, where was Obama during Katrina? And like that's I don't like know, Chicago, probably. yeah, probably like, still working for the Illinois government. Yeah, yeah, people say that a lot. Or like nine eleven. Where like, was Obama during nine eleven? Yeah, there are hundreds. Well, somebody of had to tell articles. him where to hit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> still say that the the joke Kamel Nanjani says on uh, on the Big Sleep or the, the Big Sick. That's such a good sick. joke. That joke where the the, the dad Ray Romano's like, uh, so nine uh, eleven. Like, how do you feel about it? And he's like, oh, it's tragedy. We lost 12 of our best guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really great joke. So let's talk about some of the campaigns that this group is known for, in addition to interfering in our elections. One is the anti-Ukraine campaign. That was kind of their first venture before meddling in our election, was to post a bunch of comments and articles on U.S. and Western publications that were favorable toward Russian military intervention in Ukraine. Because that's a thing Americans care about. I don't know shit about the Ukraine thing. What is the Cliff Notes version of what happened? Well, basically what happened is Ukraine is the birthplace of Russia. Okay. And then it had has become its own nation. It was right. originally. Like Kiev was the center of sort of where it started, and then it, it sort of traveled east and so russia sort of like when hitler wanted to like regain austria there's a lot of like rebuilding the soviet union which would mean you'd have to reabsorb the ukraine um putin is obsessed with rebuilding the soviet union Uh that's like a thing he's always he's always wanted to do he was a kgb officer etc um and so in order to do that you have to get ukraine ukraine is the birthplace of Russia, so Russia needs to have it. So he's basically just trying to steal Ukraine back, and they're trying to make everyone feel like that's a good idea. So they, yeah, okay. they, and they, they basically just relatively recently invaded. Yeah, well, I remember that. I just didn't yeah. know any of the. Yeah, there was a big exactly. uprising in Ukraine, and we'll get to their their next uh, when we talk about the next campaign they did. We'll talk about Ukraine more. It's really. It gets really crazy, the things this group is doing in the United States. But uh, for the Ukraine thing, they. That BuzzFeed article actually has documents that were uncovered that includes instructions for commenters to post on sites like Fox News, Huffington Post, The Blaze, Politico, and WorldNet Daily. And it mentioned that their work requirements were 50 comments on news articles each day, and they also had to manage six Facebook accounts with at least three posts each per day. Jeez, Pete. That's a lot. Yeah. Although I feel like I know people who do this much like just internet bullshit for free. Oh, well, yeah, for about, sure. Like how many comics have to manage multiple Twitter and Facebook yeah. accounts? I mean, I do, and I'm not getting paid anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I have four or five different Twitter accounts. Yeah. For, I have like, like two Twitters two fa- or three yeah. Facebooks. Yeah. I need to set them up for all the podcasts. Four, and yeah. I still have I have, just I have. I don't have time. Yeah, I have one for Mint on Card, one for, like, yeah. Yeah. every show you do, every, you know. It's yeah, so, I mean, we're pretty well trained for So we, we should start spreading some propaganda. Can we propaganda. start doing the good version of this? Yeah. Like, what, what makes you think anybody in this room is going to do the good version of something? <laughs> I don't know, just the slightly less evil version of lying. Yeah. I don't know if spamming Russia about coming to my shows at the Hollywood Hotel <laughs> is going to change foreign <laughs> politics. Any. That is the kind of a place that Russians stay by accident <laughs> when they come to L.A. I am ass sounds like somebody who would definitely be on your Patreon, like is at it, the very low tier. Isn't <laughs> I am ass actually the uh, this official statement of the Hollywood Hotel? <laughs> I don't know why, but all I can think is I am ass. Dun, 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 dun. 
So uh, speaking of Ukraine, let's talk. This is one of their weirder efforts. It was called Material Evidence Syria Ukraine. And what this was was another effort by the Internet Research Agency. But this was an art and photo exhibit in New York City that was meant to sway public opinion about uh, the situation in Syria and uh, the uprising in Ukraine. Which right off the bat, you're like, well, why those why those two two things together? And the only tie is that Russia has a very vested interest in both of those. Well, there's a strong, but like the other part about that is like there's a huge Russian contingent in New York City, right? Like, but also a lot of liberals in New York City who might walk into something like this and be tricked because the thing about liberals, they're not all smart. That's fair. No, mercy now. Yeah, they just side with one side or the other. But there's a lot of dumb people on both sides. Oh, very much so. And a lot who would walk into this <laughs> hey. and go, hey, maybe Russia should invade Ukraine. Yeah. So what this exhibit was, it promised to take an objective look at the crises in Syria and Ukraine without taking a side. Oh, well, that it? promise seems pretty believable. <laughs> yeah. It did not do that. What it was, it, it was a bunch of photos. And one, one example the Syrian army was depicted as really heroic and valiant. And keep in mind, this is the same Syrian army tied to the government that just gassed their own people a few months ago. Right. But Russia... Bunch of winners. Right. And Russia is... win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won that battle. Yeah, least. fair point. Uh, and Russia is on that side in that conflict. So all of the Syrian fighters are portrayed as really heroic and fighting against a negative thing. And meanwhile... On the Ukraine side, they make this whole uprising that happened in Ukraine, which was backed by most of the population. This exhibit makes it seem like it was all the work of just a handful of like far-right radical activists. The group is called Right Sector, which was a very small group of violent right-wing anti-Russian protesters who had a fondness for wearing uh, scary black balaclavas. So you can't. You, you just like it's what people are saying with Antifa now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's very similar to that. Where Ukraine Tifa. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? No. Yeah, but it is similar. Where Antifa is kind of being painted as this uh, violent group that wears black on their face, and those two aren't even the same thing. Like black block and Antifa are different things. Right. Like black block is a protest tactic. If anything, yeah, and but they just they just know like okay, if we just name this attached to this photo, that's what people are going to think right. of. It's you know, it's and effective. yeah, it's it's super effective, and that's the internet. That's it's like that's the biggest example of the internet is you can say anything you want, yeah, and somebody's going to be dumb enough to believe it. Yeah, and basically, yeah. if you're good enough at tying your bullshit idea to like a you know compelling image it really doesn't matter if a million people are going you're objectively wrong and lying well yeah that's i you see that so often that you have to ask people be like hey did you research this like how many pictures matched with events have you seen that are just so wrong yeah and you're like and it's the, the good example is like crowds when people are like this you know we had such a great thing and it's like that was actually from the uh Rally when the Reds won the World Series in 1988, or exactly. Yeah, but it's like, like, okay, what are you gonna do about it? Like, yeah, like nobody's reading your comment. They just saw the picture, and we're like, well, that's my truth. Yeah. So let's talk about the 2016 presidential election and how heavily this group influenced that election. In April, Facebook publicly acknowledged that for the first time, or acknowledged for the first time, that its platform had been exploited by governments seeking to manipulate public opinion in other countries including during the presidential elections in the U.S. and France. Can't win them all, Russia. <laughs> they did not win that. I like how we we got hit with a thing we've been doing for centuries. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're like, yeah. ah, that's not fair. You can't do... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. this sucks when it happens who, the other way. Who taught you this? <laughs> from you, all right? This is, I learned it from watching who, you. This who is the guy who loves anal, and then one day his girlfriend brings up the strap on, and it's no. like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I Rush, you Russia's had our butt plug and ah, <laughs> Do it. <laughs> well, here's a question because I'm stupid, and maybe this is obvious. Is it illegal for Russia to do that? To post? Not really. It's hard to say what's illegal when you get into international law. That's what I'm saying. Like, like because it's not illegal to post a thing that's yeah, like, there's no fuck gen- this asshole vote for this. There's asshole. no internet Geneva Convention. True. Where you can't. But I mean, if you are an American and you are. 
working in conjunction with these Russians that's to do that. Illegal. That's treason and is technically uh, punishable by death. Yeah. Tight. The official the official penalty for treason has always been up to and including being killed. Yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty. Oh, can we get the guillotine back? Let's get it. Fuck, Fuck dude. Yeah. But like, but now now you have like the idea of like is treason uh, sort of the going against the uh, governors of your government or is it of the concept of the United States of America? Because now we're in a very interesting thing where the ideas of the United States of America being a country are in direct opposition to the president that's in charge of them. Yeah. Yeah. So like what's treasonous being against the president or being or or being for the president that is dismantling the country? Yeah, that's true. There's, not There's like a weird. It's a weird. No, no man. Yeah, well, when it's influ- yeah. How, influencing an election isn't necessarily treason, is it? Well, like, is that sedition? What's a sedition officially? Like sedition is because treason is like you're actively trying to harm the country. Yeah, which you. I mean, yeah, you obviously could argue which, that they did, but like, I mean, obviously, I believe that. But yeah. like, just on right. paper, like you're not one of those people was going to become the president. So are you really harming the country by saying vote for this one instead of that? Exactly. Yeah. So are it's all about the people of the country versus the concept of the country. Yeah. But the concept of the country is a pretty, uh, pretty fucking squishy right now. Yeah. I believe whatever version of this puts all of the Trump family in a guillotine. <laughs> I'm really married to this Baron first. Like, I really, I want this shit to Baron go. first. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I hate knowing this, but the guillotine. Well, he's little. You got to get him early. Yeah, that's true. He'll scamper off. <laughs> Gu- guillotines uh, have been used within the past 40 years. Really? Yeah, the French government executed somebody in the 70s. With a guillotine. Holy shit. It was like the last time uh, an official... You know, we have guns. I mean, I'd be fine with... A government... uh, A guillotine is a much more uh, humane way to kill somebody than shooting. Yeah. I mean... I would be fine with it. Yeah, it would be so quick and... It's so much painless. You know how fast bullets go? Not if they miss. Yeah. Do you understand that the the idea of getting shot doesn't immediately kill you? You just blow the brains out. That doesn't even work. Do you know how many people had failed... Suicide. Well, attempts? yeah, do it a bunch of times. <laughs> well, that's Just what put they, an AK in someone's mouth. They also mouth, don't like... do firing squads anymore, and yeah. I think they they did that for a. That would be my move if I was getting executed. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, in during the 2016 election, Russia pro Russia content reached as many as 126 million Americans just on Facebook, and this <sighs> was from 120 pages, just 120 fake. Facebook pages. I'd kill to have that impression. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook going over a million. That's crazy. Facebook estimates that those pages created 80,000 posts, which were received by 20 million, 29 million Americans directly, but then reached a much bigger audience because people would share it and like it and follow the posts and all this stupid shit. And Facebook, as we're recording this right now, is actually testifying in front of a Senate Judiciary Committee about these findings and what to do next because all of these companies now are trying to head off regulation where the government comes in and says here's how you have to do it so these companies now are trying to be really proactive and saying here's what we'll do to stop yeah we'll fix it so you guys can right right oh it's like uh coming back to the apple idea when remember they wanted to hack the iphone Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. Apple's like, "Fuck you, we're not yeah. doing that." Yeah. yeah, I would, I would much rather prefer that these companies work it out on their own as yeah. opposed to turn it over, turn any part of it over to the government. I mean, aside from the parts they already turn over to the government. How insane is it now that you know it clearly seems like Zuckerberg is working his way to run for president, and it's weird now when you have the guy that runs Facebook, yeah, is starting to dip his toes into politics. Yeah, we're getting into some like Skynet that's fucking shit. Like, weird. Like that is he would have to like he'd have to separate leave, from Facebook yeah. though, right? Would he though? Did yeah. Donald really separate yeah. from his shit? Does anyone? Jimmy Carter did. They made him sell his fucking peanut farm. <laughs> they made Jimmy <laughs> Carter Jimmy. sell really? his fucking peanut farm. That's insane. Poor guy. All he got was to be the president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> briefly For, to be and also to be considered one of the least effective presidents of all time. Well, yeah, he didn't kill enough people. <laughs> yeah, like. 
<laughs> got some Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie doozles. Hey, I always say that whenever people used to say they wanted like a Christ-like leader, I'm like the closest you ever got to that was Jimmy Carter, yeah. and he is historically known as one of the one of the least effective presidents yeah. of all time. Yeah, Not, and, and one of the nicest, greatest as a person, probably the greatest president we've ever had as a human being, as an individual, one of the greatest presidents of oh, all red, time. Dude, but... And then the follow-up to that is one of the least effective yeah, because yeah. of that. Well, you want a Christ-like leader if you have 12 friends and you're just trying to organize like a fun walk through the desert, but there's yeah. a lot of fucking people here. That's still my, my favorite Trump conspiracy now is that someone uh, above our government, Shadow government wants Trump to be, to be president because... We have a lot of really unfortunate wars we need to sell to the public over the next few years, and it's going to be a lot easier if we have a crazy person in office that we can just be like, hey, we can't control him. <laughs> we don't know why we're at war in Africa. Uh, yes, we do. We know shit. why we're there. We know exactly why we're there, and Hillary Clinton uh, probably wouldn't be the one to sell it to the American people. No. Damn. So could be that. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, this group also, and all these figures we're talking about just cover Facebook. It doesn't cover Twitter, Google, whatever, whatever other social networks. And this group also placed ten mil or Facebook ads that were viewed by ten million people during the 2016 election. Jesus. You know what I've been noticing too is there have been a cropping of specifically right wing themed um, documentaries on Amazon and Netflix as of late. Huh. Oh, really? Like, like recently, what? I've seen. Uh, I went by like three of them on Amazon in a row that were huh. like all about like how Barack Obama was destroying the country and everything like that. Like weird, clearly obvious. Yeah, and I'm like, is that how you get on the front page of Amazon? Well, I think getting on Amazon in general is not pretty easy. terribly hard. I've seen yeah. some comics with terrible specials on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So this, the same New York Times article I keep mentioning, brings up a really good point. This is a quote from Adrian Chen, who was the writer of that New York Times article. All of this has contributed to a dawning sense among Russian journalists and activists I spoke with that the internet is no longer a natural medium for political opposition. That's fair. Which, that's obviously referring to Russia, but is it kind of becoming that... Here it, now, too? Clearly it is. Yeah. And, like, not just political opposition, but just for, like, any standard discourse when it right. comes to getting the truth out there. Because once people find out that you can lie right. to get what you want or to influence people, and people are too stupid to research. Yes, like, they are. They're too lazy and too dumb. And I hate immediately jumping to, you're dumb if you... But you're dumb. You're dumb if you don't understand that... Not everything you read is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll go one step lower than dumb, although I think a lot of people are pretty dumb. I think it's that it feels like up until pretty recently, like there was sort of just an assumption in the American brain, like, okay, if the press or something tells me something, I take that for some kind of truth. Maybe I know there's some spin to it. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, these are journalists. They told me a thing. That's the rules. Like, we all understand kind of the rules of engagement on that. Is that actually true? No, but that's sort of how our brains work. And now it's the fucking Wild West, and there's no... Yeah. You get people on news shows that aren't... That are that, that clearly the agenda... Like, a good example, anything on Fox News. For well, yeah, obviously. But then, like, when you look at someone like Rachel Maddow, and it's like, you are also cherry-picking what you're doing to push your agenda. Maddow's go- like, yeah, she's going agenda first. Hard. Well, that's yeah. the problem. Is, yeah, is we've gotten into an agenda Everyone first. does. Well, yeah, on, I mean... Yeah, on TV, especially. Yeah, but you also get... You know, Anderson Cooper, I would say he has he it's it's clearly he has an agenda because he's a gay liberal man. But like he still is very even about when he's interacting with people. Yeah. Like there there is sort of the legitimacy of someone like him versus I always feel like a Matt like when when Matt I was like, We have the tax documents and it was like this is not a and it was just like a Anderson fucking... Cooper's trying to make a good point. Rachel Maddow feels like she's looking for that the news article that just Maddow destroys. So yeah, and, so. and I think it was was it Cronkite uh, or it was Koppel who's doing the, it's Ted Koppel that has like the Facebook news. Yeah, and he it, it, like he's got a program, a news program now that's uh, on Facebook that's fantastic. And they said he said he really respects Anderson Cooper for being somebody that delivers the news in that kind of a way, which I'm. 
fine yeah. with that. Yeah, well, that's your fucking job is to just get yeah. the information across. And it, yeah, it's all gotten so convoluted and weird that it's like, yeah, people should be researching, but it's like even some of the research you're doing is going to be bullshit. And then it's like, yeah. well, if I can't believe this website that told me that, you know, ISIS has jetpacks now or whatever. Why am I going to believe this website that's saying no, ISIS doesn't have jetpacks? That's a lie. That so and so told. There, there are there are certain things like what Politifact and 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 I know that you you kind of scoff a little bit at Snopes, but like Snopes is usually a pretty good. Yeah, my yeah. my problem with Snopes is they're they're too quick to declare something false when it's really just kind of murky, a gray murky. area or there's one or two facts wrong, but the overall idea is yeah. correct. They're the Wikipedia of fact-checking. Yeah. Like, like, they're not always going to get everything perfectly, but it's like ballpark. Good. I wrote yeah. a cracked article a while back, and one of the points in it was it was about conspir- like details about conspiracy theories that make them seem true. And one of the things I pointed out was that at one point in the 80s, the family of Dr. Martin Luther King uh, sued the federal government uh, for conspiring to kill Martin Luther King Jr. And it was if you look that up on Snopes, they'll say, no, that's false. It didn't happen. Yes, it did. They won against one particular department in the federal government. But. Like, no one was saying fucking mailmen were conspiring to kill him, too. <laughs> Obviously, it was just one department. So, no, they didn't sue the several, entire federal government. I can guarantee you several mailmen were conspiring <laughs> to kill Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's my only problem with Snopes is they're too they – they're not good at gray area. And uh, I, I saw this, somebody – because I mentioned PolitiFact and somebody was like, oh, that reliable and unbiased source. I'm sorry that they debunk – shitty lying from the right yeah a well, lot. yeah and, but and, like when there's so much shitty lying happening yeah well like, this is the problem is that yeah the right right now is so th- fucked and and you know i i disagree with the right on a lot of stuff but like i don't think they're always completely full of shit i think sometimes they're just you know i disagree with them but like right now it's so much lies and it's so much bullshit that you can't really look at most of it and not say this is all bullshit and when you're if you're conservative and you see like Okay, this website is saying everything I believe is bullshit. They're just a fucking machine of the left. Like, yeah, it's how you keep this like hysteria and just no trust but system. It, moving. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things too, where they are literally viewing like historical fact and like and like actual logic as being fake. Yeah, and like being like and like putting the burden of proof on things that shouldn't necessarily need to be proved. Yeah, yeah. At, at a certain point, you got to just except that reality is happening. <laughs> and this next part is interesting because I feel like it's kind of what has happened in the United States also. But first, this is a quote from Leonid Volkov, who is a liberal politician and campaign manager to Alexei Navalny, who is the guy we said earlier that uh, Putin is actually scared of. And he's just talking about Russia when he says this. And it's He says, the myth that the Internet is controlled by the opposition is very, very old. It's not true since at least three years ago. And part of that has to do with the fake news stuff and Russia going in and trying to actively counter factual information on the Internet. But part of its demographics, too. Uh, When people first adopted the Internet in Russia, it was liberal well-educated intelligentsia types. People in universities. Right. Right. And as Internet usage has increased in Russia to where now it's, uh, I believe, close to 50 percent of the population of Russia, basically more Putin supporters are using the Internet now because that's what happens as more people start joining. The people that you don't uh, necessarily agree with get to use the Internet, too. And so that's kind of what Russia has seized on to start spreading this misinformation is they know that now finally a lot of Putin supporters are also using the internet and the concern is they'll get there and read all this anti-Putin stuff and be like, oh shit. Well, a really good example of that is the word terrorist. Oh yeah. And how that's been sort of forced to be shifted to like BLM is a terrorist organization. Look at the things they do. They killed people by blocking a street and an ambulance was caught in there. They're murderers. Yeah. And you look at that and it's like people will have that confirmation bias of like, I also am afraid of black people. Yeah. They are terrorists. Yeah. All lives do matter. (laughs) This is... uh 
this is another quote from Leonid Volkov. The point is to spoil it, to create the atmosphere of hate, to make it so stinky that normal people won't want to touch it. You have to remember the internet population of Russia is just over 50%. The rest are yet to join, and when they join, it's very important what is their first impression. So Fuck, that's upsetting. first impression it's will very be upsetting. pornography. Right. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. This kind of has happened to us also. What? I just realized their first impression is, that's where all our women went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it now. Oh, you can order my daughter back. I was like, where does shipping crate go? It goes to Dick Factory. Okay. Uh, so this kind of has happened to us, too. Uh, yeah. The internet population in 2000 when George Bush took office, 43.1%. Mm. Now... 88.5% of the United States Ooh. has internet access, and I guarantee that additional 40% is not just uh, the same amount of more liberals. No. It's, it's the we-didn't-trust-the-internet crowd finally embracing the internet. Yeah, it's people still rocking at AOL.com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so that, you know, same thing has kind of happened to us, where there was a point where the, the internet, back at the same time when people were always like, don't believe anything you read on the internet. Like, that's when it was just, like, early adopters and people who had gotten on the internet early. And as the population has grown, we've gotten fucking trolls and racists and shits because it becomes more indicative of the American population in general. Yeah, the more Americans have access, the more they become represented. Right. Yeah. Good times. Really good times. No more just playing Slingo online and just being like, I'm going to play online poker. Yeah, it's just like, here's a video of a guy getting shot in the face. (laughs) So here's, uh, we'll we'll finish this part with these two more quotes from that New York Times article. Uh, The internet still remains the one medium where the opposition can reliably get its message out, but their message is now surrounded by so much garbage from trolls that readers can become resistant before the message even gets to them. Which that's us, like uh, that's thousand, and that that's us where right now that's where confirmation bias really comes into play, right? Like if if a lie fits your already core beliefs, instead of learning the truth, it's a lot easier to settle in the comfortable blankets and warmth. Yeah, of, exactly. Of, yeah, and know. I think I think that the left does that just as much as the right. Oh, oh, for oh yeah. sure. Are you kidding me? Just because yeah. I I can imagine I I see somebody in the comment saying like everybody's biased. Yeah, hundred percent. The left falls for this shit. Constantly, oh, and yeah. it's another yeah. big part of why we kind of got butt fucked. Yeah, year. we'll call that bullshit out too. Like, yeah. that's an important thing. Yeah, we've talked about that on yeah. episodes before. Uh, so, this is the last quote Russia's information war might be thought of as the biggest trolling operation in history, and its target is nothing less than the utility of the internet as a democratic space. Yikes! I mean, it's, it's true. Because if they do it that way, they don't even have to change any laws. And when we say Russia, what we're really talking about is the spiritual Soviet Union. Because they run exactly like the Soviet Union right now. Just because they are considered a capitalist uh, system. They're an an oligarchy. This is like when the emperor was still Senator Palpatine. Yeah, but that motherfucker knows what he's doing. Now you're talking what I know. Yeah, I got your references, boo. Yeah, the, the, that's, his, that's his house. Yeah, I know it's the Death Star, you stupid asshole. Get it? <laughs> yeah, the cover of The Economist this week is a picture of Putin, and it says, a Tsar is born. Mm. Oh, damn, son. Yeah. Is it T-S-A-R or C-Z-A-R? Which one? T-S. Is? Oh, they went with that one. Yeah, they did. They're in England. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's... Pip, pip. that's <laughs> oh, please, more British Jeff. <laughs> that's the state of fake news. Fresh in your tea. In yeah. this country. Crumpets. Should we... Uh, Doctor Who. Let me find... I last. love Doctor Whom. <laughs> Shut up, you asshole. <laughs> let me find last week's episode, and then we will read some comments, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Hell yeah, dude. Because I have to record with Connor after this. Yeah. Who? And I have to go write a sketch that we're supposed to do tonight that I forgot about. <laughs> All right. We're coming to Africa. Everywhere around the world. The best concerts I've but ever been to. But mostly fucking Africa. Yeah. Neil Diamond's great in a lot, concert. A lot of glittery fat lady shirts. Like the yep. old lady, like the, the hanging. He uh, shines the on stage. And, he uh, shines. And in uh, and the crowd, a lot of power polos. Okay. And a lot of men wearing very powerful polos. Tucked in. A lot of tiki pouch. torches, too. Weird. Yeah. Mm. 
Weird. I think he drew that kind We're of crowd. We're cleansing up America. <laughs> it's about blood and soil. <laughs> All right, let's get to comments. We won't be you know, <laughs> it's a big world out there. Huge. It's easy Huge to feel w- like Huge world. Fake world. Things you say don't even matter. Fake things you say. And I want you to know that's not true. It's true. We call this segment Your Voice Matters. Where we read your stupid fucking comments from the past couple episodes. Comments about fucking. And respond to them personally. Snark. Fade it out, Brett. There's no Brett. Only Zool. Let's read SoundCloud comments first. And don't forget, you can leave us comments on SoundCloud or Patreon. Or call our voicemail line, 505-386-7677. We're going to start taking voicemails on all the shows. But also call and leave us advice, because me and Jeff also do an advice podcast with Raquel. And we need you to call and ask us some questions so we can uh, solve them. It's (laughs) 505-FUN-POPS. It is 505-FUN-POPS. It's uh, pretty tight. Um, And if it's anything like our voicemail experience, strap the fuck in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we even have... I can check and see if we have any fun party time voicemails right now i don't think we do well i mean we have a couple now those are for the advice show though all right let's read some soundcloud comments uh mirishikiari seven yeah i think i nailed that says it's pronounced vintuk i like your version better though that's uh we were talking about the uh town in namibia in africa where the first uh german death camp was started Huh. Oh. Did you know Neat. they did you know they beta tested the Holocaust in Africa? <laughs> Are you surprised? No, that's no. where most of the things start. <laughs> yeah. If it's the birthplace of civilization, it's also gonna be the birthplace of We never tested certain. anything awesome in Africa. You know what I mean? I, yeah, no. Oh, no. and bad ideas we try yeah, out. We there. tested AIDS here. Yeah. And then we exported it and it just really I feel like we perfected AIDS here. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Grant says, didn't y'all just say to appreciate you and shut the fuck up, though? Yeah, man. Shut the fuck up and appreciate us. I don't know what we were talking Fucking about. Fucking Eli there. Grant. I don't, I don't know what that comment's in reference to, but I'm sorry if Jeff was rude. <laughs> I'm also just watching you skip past the really mean ones. Yeah, I saw a really mean one. I'm like, I'm not going to read that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to read the mean one about danger. And there's also... But you know who you are. And suck a dick, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's read some Patreon comments. Vinko Kerr Harris says... The episode title has gotten that damn Toto song stuck in my head. Do you think there'd be any chance of a Toto at Chet's? No. <laughs> and also, the episode title was coming to Africa. There. I guess it rains down God, what a terrible song. Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Let's do better ones. Let's have. Let's title this one. Josie's on a vacation far away. <laughs> <laughs> the name of this episode is 8675309. That's 8675309. I got it. I got it. 8675309. Big Meek says, fun fact, Hitler's master race ideology and the eventual Holocaust was based on American progressive eugenicists. And yep. Dude, oh yeah, Who this, the fuck it's cares? funny that he's saying progressive. Like he has to add <laughs> that it's a liberal agenda to exterminate other people. This is my least favorite argument tactic that you see, and you see it from both sides. But I feel like it's used a lot by the right when they don't really have a defense of a thing. Oh yeah, it's like this. Oh well, we just did it because you did it, and like oh, but but if Hillary fucking kicked a it's, baby, it's whatever. And here's the thing: like sometimes they're right. Like yeah, that's fucked up that American eugenics happened, but it doesn't undo the other issue. Well, right. It's the statement of, you know, Democrats created the KKK. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, okay. yeah, they switched, like, Republicans and Democrats straight up switched ideologies. Yeah, it's like a thing of like, yeah, it's like, I know that happened and that's not yeah. good. And the Democrats do fuck up, but that doesn't undo. Or they always yeah. show, show the picture of, uh, what's that? Hillary's like uh, mentor, the guy who used to be in the KKK. He was like an old senator or something like that. And he was, he was, at oh, one point yeah. time. and then he like, he had rebuked that way previously and was like i fucked up 
Yeah. I, and I've changed my mind and spent my whole life trying to fix it. Yeah, and I think if that. you want to call out, you know, the side you don't agree with for doing something wrong, I totally get that. But don't use it as like a deflection from a point that's being right. made when it doesn't actually affect. And especially if we're talking about things Trump is doing in office right now, it's like, yeah, yeah bring up Hillary and I'll go, okay, well, that's probably why she lost. Yeah. But your guy won, so now we need to address his yeah. fucker. Well, and it's not even logical because it's like if you're saying like that, oh, okay, my guy did the thing your guy did and that's wrong then you're saying what you, your guy did is wrong so right. like cool fine yeah. if i cop to the fact that hillary's also racist will you fucking deal with your guy like yeah exactly the what about the the what about hillary thing is just so insane here because it's like why would you nobody cares yeah. she's a citizen yeah she she's lost a private you citizen yeah and also what who gives a fuck about her what about the asshole who's running it yeah uh, i didn't expect to get so angry doing this show it, all, it always happens. That's what we aim for. I usually just kind of take a half nap and just make fun of Jeff. <laughs> this is the most invested I've ever been in one. Yeah, this has been a good episode. We should probably wrap it up. Let's wrap it I up. I mean, we have more comments, but we're... Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. We My are. name is Keith, and I'm here to say Jeff is a dildo in a rapidy way. <laughs> one, two, three, and Did four. You say in a rapidy way? mom is probably cool. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was going to be mean. That was Your a mom's twist. a nice lady. All right. She's, that was a yeah, twist right. at she the end. Yeah. She's a whore. Do the fuck Jeff's mom shuffle. As your episode title. My mom's a very sweet lady and she's made a lot of sacrifices. What am I doing? I'm so sorry. All right. What do we have to plug? We're doing our live podcast every last Saturday of the month at the Hollywood Hotel. Come to that shit. I don't know what is what the next episode is or who's on it. But we'll figure it out. Probably do about fucking Martin Luther King Jr. Day. If yeah, I... it's going to be right <laughs> after Thanksgiving. So, yeah, we'll probably do something oh, about shit, is Fourth it the of Saturday July. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Are you even going to be in town? I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't know. We might have to bump it. We'll see. We'll figure I'll it out. Right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, this is an event, too, where, you know, you don't. I don't need a ton of people, everyone. and yeah. there's so many comics who will still be in town. I'll just invite everyone, yeah. and we'll fucking serve food or something. Uh, so come to those. Uh, the Darkest Hour is back this month, November 10th, Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. I'm headlining, motherfuckers. What, what? And also call our voicemail line, 505-386-7677. And that's it. Cool. What do you got to plug? Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month, and beautiful blast from the past on magnolia and burbank uh the november show is going to be dope uh it's second friday you, you guys know the drill and uh you know you can find me on the socials and i share all my uh shows and everything there so nice you get nice key uh check out the mean boys podcast on itunes stitcher youtube wherever Ed- you listen to your shit edit that out yeah i'll edit that out. cool tight we're also on uh patreon uh please come donate you can get a bunch of really cool stuff uh we give out uh, fun swag uh, and uh, check me out on Twitter and all the social medias at Keith Tells Jokes. I'm very good. Which one of you ten people watching gave us a thumbs down? Who do you think? You motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, we know exactly who it was. You motherfuckers. We don't give a shit. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. I'm going. Or no, no, not first. Wow. Keith, say goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Keith Carey rookie card, everyone. It's because you're sitting in the wrong chair. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim Mint 3.